Welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC, and a place where leaders learn from leaders. Let's join today's episode. Well, hello and welcome to Perspectives. We're so excited that you're here. This is a podcast where leaders learn from leaders, and we have a great episode in store for you today. I'm Valerie Wilson, the founder and CEO of Essence Learning. And again, I'm, I'm so happy that you're with us. Uh, our episode today is going to focus on pursuing leadership. How do you go after the role that you really want? And we have a great ho- uh, host of characters here with us today. <laughs> and I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves. And so thankful that they're here. We have Brian, we have Katrina, and we have Kanitra. And if you guys would just introduce yourselves to our listeners real quick, and we can jump right into the episode. But I really want to want them to hear about you, a little bit about what motivates you, just a little bit about your 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 um, your uh, position and roles that you play right now to kind of set up us, key us up for the topic. So tell a little bit about yourself, Brian. Let's start with you. Yes. Hi, my name is Brian McWhorter, and I have been in corporate recruiting and recruiting in general for close to ten to twelve years now. Uh, currently an executive recruiter for an accounting CPA firm. Um, I am really in, involved with recruiting overall because I thoroughly love helping people, love helping leaders find that special talent that they need to fill in on their teams. Um, I love people helping people find their dream jobs, whatever the case may be. Um, I thrive in that type of environment, and I love building the relationships with the people that I do meet and the leadership that I do work with. Awesome. I see that about you, Brian. So I, that's that's really a passion for you. Thank you again. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Kiki, let's go to you. I gave you Kiki. I know Katrina. I, I, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So um, hello, everybody. I am Kenitra Hikes, also known as Kiki, and I am currently um, director of diversity, equity, and inclusion for a fleet manufacturing company. I have been in the field, I would say, for diversity and inclusion for about. 12 years before DEI was even a popular buzzword. Uh, I've been involved in it and during that time also involved in learning and development, organizational development efforts as well. Uh, But now slowly I've moved over to diversity, equity and inclusion. So I'm just happy to be here to be able to talk about this uh, important topic today. It is a good topic. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Uh, and we're here in the studio together, so that's exciting um, that I get to sit next to you and have this conversation. Yes. How about you, Katrina? So good to see you. Hi, well, thank y'all for having me. So I'm Katrina. Um, I'm representing Anchored Solutions Consulting, and that's actually my firm now. So I've been in the public health and health equity space for the last 13 years. I have done everything from being a community health worker to workforce development to program evaluation. Um, now I am a project manager, so helping and making sure that community programs are actually meeting their strategic milestones and that they're being sustainable in the community. So making sure that we have a qualified workforce that's able to help these organizations out. Well, congratulations on your new on your new company. We'd love to hear more Thank about you. that. Love to hear more about that. So let's get started. You guys have a lot of years of experience in organizations, working with nonprofits, working with various large and small types of organizations, privately owned. So there's a lot of unpacking that we can do for our listeners who are probably coming from all of those industries as well. Um, so when we think about leadership, Brian, let's let's shoot this question to you. What is leadership to you when you 
think about the word leadership, the role of a leader. What are what is leadership? What are the characteristics of a leader? You know, that question is a very broad question. I say that because leadership, we all have different types of leadership within us. But when it comes to reporting to leadership in major companies or organizations, you know, I, my opinion, I feel leadership is somebody you can look up to, you value, you respect with, someone you can uh, learn from, grow with. Um, you know, there are different types of organizations where you may have a leader involved. Um, where they've never been in your shoes before as far as that position. So you're actually kind of teaching them, you know, right. so it's, there's cases like that. I've been involved where I've been underneath somebody who's been a recruiter before. I've learned from them. I've grown from them. Um, and, you know, and they challenged me. They were challenging me in ways that to get me out of my comfort zone. So mm -hmm. it's things like that to make me grow and be a better recruiter than I was. Um, there are also those types of leaders when, you have a better opportunity coming along, whether it be within your organization or outside of your company that you're currently with. And it's a chance for you to grow and, and for your career. And they're all for it. They're so happy for you. They're excited for you. You also have those leaders who take it as a personal attack. So there's various types of leaders on that um, in, that you work with, that you are involved with. And for me, you know, I've been in all those different types of scenarios and working with leadership. And um, I think I, have better relationships with those who want to see the good in me as far as as my potential as a professional employee and knows what I'm capable of doing, even when I don't even know those those values or traits. Um, and so for me, that's that's the type of leader that, you know, I do work with and I want to see with. And, you know, that, that to me, that's what leadership is, mm -hmm. is about. Well, what you described, Brian, is the leader that's really focused on the people. Right. So mm -hmm. you talked about value, respect that's teachable, that challenges you that looks to you. And so you really looked as defined characteristics of that leader that is focused, people focused. Mm -hmm. right, so that's great. Thank you for that. I'm uh, gonna piggyback on that question in a few minutes. I'm gonna pin it for a minute as we talk about um, some of the focus of, of our leadership. Kiki or Katrina, you have anything to add to your definition or characteristics of leadership? Yeah, I would say a leader is somebody like Brian was saying that puts others before they put themselves and serve in leadership. Like, I've been the leader for about 10 years and I've always tried to figure out with my staff, like, how can I best serve you? What do you need from me in order for you to elevate? How do I put you into a position to grow? And then like Brian was also saying, like, there's what we call a boss. And we probably all had a boss where the boss wants to put you into a little box, make sure you don't grow out that box and that you report everything to them that you're micromanaged. But a leader, there's somebody that's able to be humble, that they're able to receive feedback because sometimes you don't know everything and have being that humble space by allowing your employees to come to you saying like, hey, this is not the direction I would take. Are you open to a new solution? Are you open to a new pathway? And a boss, mm -mm, <laughs> in my way or the highway, but a leader is, okay, we're a team. Let's build this thing together. And how do we elevate together? And how do I put you into a position that you can't execute and grow in my absence? Okay, good. Another description or characteristics of that people leader, that leader that's focused on the wealth, well-being, and the inclusion of, of the people on their teams. How about you, Kiki? Yeah, um, just taking a different look at it, because I think Katrina and Brian did a great job about explaining leadership from a people aspect. But, you know, sometimes leaders don't actually have teams or um, they don't have direct reports and they're not able to lead through those people leadership. So how are they leading? And now let's talk about driving business results. Um, and so one of the ways that leaders can 
be a leader without having actual direct reports is that they're able to drive business results forward um, by leading initiatives and leading programs that may also involve other people as well, which in turn makes them bring in those people leadership aspects. But they're also very driven and motivated into getting the business results done in a, in a performative way for everybody. Um, so, you know, that I think about that old slogan, like, Anyone can be a leader. You don't have to have be a people leader to be a leader. And so what does that look like for those who don't have actual people reporting to them? And it's that taking that initiative and that drive to ensure that your strategies are in place, to ensure that your programs and initiatives are taking um, flight where people can join in and then be a, and also be able to be successful, right? So you're providing that equitable resources for people so that they can be successful in what they're doing for your business process. So if you're a business process leader and you're leading certain initiatives, you're able to develop and have programs where people can be successful in those programs and lead forward. And I think that's also a great aspect of leaders is looking at those business results and being able to drive those forward. Great point. Thank you for bringing that up. So as we kind of think about the, the types of characteristics we were talking about, you talked about that people focus, that there's a good leadership uh, characteristics. Are you focused on your on your your team? What's best for your team? Making sure that they're included and developed. And then you have that organization focus where, you know, the pro you're driving for results. You're making sure that you're leading this team towards the common goal, right? Toward the goals of, the, of that. So as we think about leadership and we think about the role, there's that balance that that leader has to have, right? That leader has to be able to manage the, you know, not manage the people, but actually manage the process that the people mm -hmm. can lead through. So they need to be ahead of the game, right? So they already have to have a strategy or a role or goals that people can follow along. Um, so as we think about the complexity of leadership, you know, you guys have described some very complex characteristics of a leader. What would be the motivating factors for why would you want to pursue that? What are some of the things that you think why people are, are motivated to be leaders? Why are you motivated? Well, besides the monetary, <laughs> besides the monetary <laughs> value, I was like, because it does pay a little bit. Yeah. Besides the monetary value, I think there's a value to being a leader that is a a self-satisfying action of that you're able to influence and uh, change people and actually be a and contribute and be a part of something bigger in the organization. And I think that that brings a sense of self-awareness. It makes you feel good, right? Because you feel like you've you've contributed to something. It's been successful, and you're you're able. You're part of making it successful as well. And then when you see the people on your team succeed. And and they say that you're a great leader that adds a sense of pride as well to you that knowing that you've had that impact to influence that person's life. So the influence and the impact of leadership is motivating. It's a huge responsibility. Um, you know, the, the, we have a whole session on at Essence Learning called the power of influence and the responsibility of influencing someone, having that um quote, power to have an impact on someone that changes their mindset or their behaviors, um, their actually their income, you know, how much they make and how long they're going to work there and the decisions that you make around that. I think um, that's a huge responsibility. So do you think um, 
I'll, I'll, before I go on to ask, do you think that we have a group of generations that's ready to take on some of that responsibility? What are some of the other reasons why, first of all, they would want to be, you know, Kiki talked about, you know, it's self-fulfilling, it's, it's a, you know, it's rewarding monetarily as well as, you know, personally to be a part of, of, of uh, something that's growing, that's, that's, that's um, being successful and effective. What are some other reasons why you would want to be a leader? Me personally, I've experienced, I guess, poor leadership, and that always have like an effect on me. So now, when Kiki talks about influence, influence can be both positive and ne negative. Mm -hmm. if, if you have somebody that's not pouring into you, it's going to change how you view yourself, how you have confidence in your work. And so, once I've experienced that, I said, you know, Katrina, you have the power to change the trajectory of somebody else's life and somebody else's outcome. And now I try to make sure that I do be a, a positive leader and I want to actually put good seasons to somebody that they can harvest on their own so they can say, you know, I started this one job five years ago, but because of this one leader believed in me and gave me a yes, it gave me confidence to want to elevate. So just thinking about like whenever you are a leader that people are looking up to you for direction and guidance and then also um, it's good like a networking tool, you know, so once you build like that safety zone, people are going to look to you as Kiki said, like, oh, that, that's a good leader that I, I admire. So how else can I connect that individual to this person or how else can I connect this person to this particular project? Because I've seen the fruits of their labor before in a past leadership role that they might have had. Great. Thank you for that. Anything to add, Brian, before? Um, for me, I don't want to be a leader. <laughs> I don't want to lead people. But that's just me, though. I'm more of an individual contributor um, in that sense. You know, like Kiki kind of mentioned earlier, there are different types of leaders. You know. I, People said you are a leader, Brian, but for me, I think a leader as individual, you know, manager or supervisor that way. But there are also other ways, like Kiki mentioned, you know, and so people lead differently whether whether they realize it or not. And so, um, you know, being a good yep, I love leader, that. You brought that up. <laughs> and I'm got part part of the interruption, but I want to to to. You're good. Uh, I want you to tag along on that a little bit longer because okay. um, not everybody doesn't want to be a leader. Uh, mm -hmm. by the characteristics that we define, that there's a leader that has to be responsible for developing people and engaging people and making sure that they feel included and wanted and developed and then pursuing, help, helping them to pursue the goals and making sure that you're driving towards organizational effectiveness and that, that you're not just responsible for your own effectiveness, you're now responsible mm -hmm. for a team of people being effective. So that is, you know, that can be overwhelming. That could be a lot. So that's kind of why we're here. Why, why, do, why do I want to be a leader? What are mm -hmm. the motivating things? And so you bring up the, a, a very good perspective on this, that not all people want to have that particular role right. as a leader, but all of us are leaders Mm -hmm. But I, we don't always want to have all of those characteristics of me driving organizational results through a team of people. I'll drive the organizational results for myself. So here, you know, for you as an individual contributor to the results of your organization, mm -hmm. you know, you're responsible for that. But you mentioned earlier on the top of the session when you started describing that you just love being a part of, uh, of helping people find their careers, helping people find their talent. So that in itself is a leadership role of bringing people within your organization accepting them you're taking that as a role that you would that you would lead um, and not necessarily you know i don't need a team of people to do that but i'm leading this effort i'm leading this project i'm leading this leading this initiative so these are um 
great characteristics and definitions that you guys have des described around what uh, is a leader. Our topic today is pursuing leadership. How do you go mm -hmm. after the roles that you want? So now that we've kind of defined, there's different roles of leadership. There's different um, different characteristics of leadership. How do we go after those roles? You know, our leaders are now going. I mean, our listeners are now saying, "Yes, okay, good. That's me. I I can um, relate to to what Katrina was saying. I can relate to what Kiki's saying. I can relate to what Brian is saying." So now we've got listeners anticipating our next question. How do I go after those roles? What What are some of the things that uh, I need to do to pursue that leadership role that I want? Because for the more money, for my own individual development, to help develop others, or to help pursue my own career, how do I go after those roles? What are some things that you can give them as tips? Kiki, I'll start with you. Of course. <laughs> uh, that, I'm like, that's a hard question, right? Because everybody has their own, I, I hope everybody has, and everybody who's listening has their own set of personal goals developed. If not, then my first advice would be to develop your personal goals, you know, and, and I'm very thankful for Essence Learning because that is something that I've learned from them is um, how to go after and develop your own personal set of goals. So I think that's kind of like a start or starting foundation. And it hits me when Brian says, I don't want to be a leader. And, you know, and so that may not be his personal goal is to move into a leadership position of that kind of stature and that's fine and that's okay you know and so I think everybody needs to start by setting their own personal goals what do you really want to achieve I knew for me personally that by the time that I was 45 I wanted to be a director so then I could look at trans transitioning over into VP roles, right? And so now I'm 42 and I'm already a director. So what am I going to do next to get me into that, that spot? Um, and so, you know, setting those goals and then looking at what are the steps that get you into there? Do I need more development in these areas? Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't know a lot about budgeting or... Um, you know, compensation planning. I've had to learn all of these things or in building strategies and all of that that make you into those executive leaders positions. Um, and so taking the time to set those goals and then work on development plans with each of those those goals as well. Um, and then also, you know, if you're in the aspect of I may, don't want to be a leader, but I want to be top of my class in what I do. Like if I'm going to do this particular job and I want to be the best and the expert in this job, then find out what that means and set your goals to be the best in that job. And I feel like in that in turn as well is a way that you can pursue your career and be a leader also for those processes um, and, and being the best in class for those for those type of, of jobs. Awesome. So Kiki, I'm just recapping that, you know, I like to do this part of it. Uh, you said a lot of great things, but I want to make sure that our listeners can pinpoint some of the key points that you made. Kiki, you talked about that personal goals, that if you don't have those already established, that we need to have those personal goals. Then you talked about continuous learning. What is the next role? What do I need to learn in order to get to that next role? And um, so that should be a part of your goals, right? So here's what I need to learn. So that'll be part of the things that I do. But you talked about that development plan. You said we need to have that development plan and then execute on that. So um, a lot of times we get our goals, we decide what we're going to do, we even go after education and we get it, but then we don't mm -hmm. execute on that pursuing that role, that next step. Mm -hmm. so I love that you did that. And then you identified for those of us, no matter whether it's a 
position of where you're leading people or as a position where you're 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 growing within the organization or within your profession um you said to define what those best practices are what's that excellence look like uh, for that role and then that's your that's what you pursue after so thank you for that because that's the question you know what are some of the things that i need to do to pursue um, those leadership so kiki gave us four good points uh personal goals continuous learning to execute on your development plan and then look for what what excellence looks like in that role. So thank you for that. How about you guys? Could Katrina or Brian? Um, go ahead. How do you go after those roles? What are some of the tips you have for us? Go ahead, Katrina. Okay. Well, like Kiki was saying, so I'm a project manager by trade. So I'm thinking about like, what is your life project plan? You know, and you, how are you going to define those milestones? And some of that is like your personal goals, but also before you start to look for leadership roles, it's how do you define leadership to yourself? And then what is it looking, what are you looking for when you obtain those leadership roles? Because you want to understand your pros, you want to understand your cons. And then you're also thinking about, okay, now I need to start networking. What is my networking plan? How am I going to reach out to people? Mm. Am I utilizing LinkedIn? And LinkedIn has so many resources available there's like a linkedin library hub so if you don't know how to do conflict resolution and you know that's something that you struggle with go to linkedin take that conflict resolution class um if you go to your manager and say hey this is the position the position that i'm in now but can you help me define my career path and as i define my career path can you tell me key outline steps of how did you get to your position i need to know how did you get into place so that i can get myself into place and then also um, ask them like, hey, do you have anybody in your network that would be willing to mentor me? Um, the old saying is closed mouths don't get fed, right? You have to open up your mouth and let them know that you're hungry. And you right. have to put yourself into position. So once you put yourself into position and don't go in there like all thirsty, like when I you network with somebody, you feel like you're a sense of entitlement, build that key relationship. Make sure that you want to have a genuine connection with people, get to know them, get to understand like what makes them tick, what makes their heart leap with joy? Why are they so passionate about their work? Don't go in there saying, hey, I want you to be my mentor. I need you to put me on game and I want to get elevated to the next position. <laughs> That don't work out, okay? But if you put like genuine love and compassion into mm -hmm. people, like you actually put your seeds into them and you want to get to know them, whenever the positions or opportunities come available because you built that genuine relationship with people, they're going to remember your name. They're gonna remember that genuine person that knocked on their door saying, hey, I wanted to get into position right. to elevate. Strong, strong points there, Katrina. Did you, I'm really gonna step back a minute and, and, and recap some of your points too. So listeners, I hope you are, taking notes and we recap what Kiki shared with us. And now let's talk about what Katrina's sharing. You talked about life project plans. And so which should include your personal and your professional plan. So you're saying, hey, this should all be one big whole long strategy around your life. And these are milestones uh, as you're pursuing some of these roles. These are milestones that you're looking at. Talk about networking and connecting yourself with people who are already in those roles or who are already who can support you collaborate and so that you're not alone in this in this in this role and that you have people who have been there done that as you said we can kind of hey i'm already doing that but then you said something very interesting you look for that coach that mentor but you're coming in also trying to find out where is their passion what what are you passionate about oftentimes we want to say tell me what i need to do and you're asking this coach now, hey, tell me what makes you passionate about this position, this industry, this role, this profession, and um, share your passion with them as they share there with you. And that's kind of where you're building that relationship and you're building a relationship that's connecting on your common, your common passions. And I, I like that because now we're not 
um, a, a teacher and a learner or an educator and a, you know it's it's we're, we're now moving together on a, on a path around our common passion so build those relationships so you you left with us know what your personal and professional goals are there they should be a strategy that you're going towards all you know together network connect yourself with others who are in the space who can help you to identify barriers and challenges and opportunities not just for yourself that but that's within the, the role itself then you said put yourself in a position so you can build those relationships with people and to understand your passion and their passion and then connect with those very good point so put yourself in a position with a coach and a mentor not under the guise of them telling you what to do but you guys are going to connect and collaborate so great 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 information thank you for that katrina how about you brian you want to add to that yeah, a lot of mine was pretty similar to Katrina's as far as with the mentorship and, and you know, networking using uh, LinkedIn as, as that tool, because that is what that LinkedIn is set up for, for networking. Um, as a recruiter, there are so many people that are now reaching out to me who I don't even know, or, hey, Brian, there's an opportunity I see out there. How can I better set myself up you know, to get this opportunity? I always tell people this, when you are building your network within LinkedIn, do not think of it as a Facebook. Do not think of it as an Instagram. You need to think about it as a networking tool itself. So connect with these people that you don't know them from the man in the moon. That's okay. That's what the tool's for. Then once you connect with them, introduce yourself on our private message. See what you have comparisons. Oh, I see you worked at so-and-so company. A previous coworker of mine used to work there. Build that bond with them on that. And then even the, if you are looking for a leadership opportunity, Say, hey, I noticed that there's this leader, uh, uh, leadership opportunity within your organization. I'd love to have a conversation with you to discuss this opportunity, how my better talents can better fit this need that you're trying to fill. Um, you know, and then even submit your resume. I always encourage people to do that. You know, if that, and the thing is, I say that because right now, the way this market is, unfortunately, it's so saturated with so much amazing talent that people are now competing. It's not just you applying for a job because you have the skill set, you're going to get it. It's about who you know now. It's not about just applying and you're going to get the job. It's not about that anymore. So that's why I say, like Christina mentioned, it's networking. It's talking. It's communicating. It's attending these networking events, too, at the same time. Well, well, Brian, it sounds like you have a whole plethora of people that you're leading down this path. As you <laughs> so, and you say you're not a leader. Yeah, you got a whole bunch of people reaching out. <laughs> you're leading, you're leading, Brian, you're leading, and I love it. Again, it kind of speaks to being excellent in your role and understanding your role and, and how you're leading in that. Yeah, Katrina, go ahead. I'm just going to piggyback on what Brian was saying. I was thinking about like, how do you build like your professional brand? Like when he mentioned Facebook and Instagram, I was just on LinkedIn earlier and I was telling Brian before we started recording that I put myself out there. I used to work for CVS and I said, hey, I got my job because somebody gave me a random referral, like a random person gave me a referral and I really appreciate it. But I put myself out there. So I've had well over a thousand messages in the last two days of people asking for referrals. And when you click on their profile, it's literally like a selfie or it's, hey, can I get a referral? for this position, but it doesn't tell me nothing about you. It doesn't tell me what your interests, what your passions are, why you're interested in the company. So just thinking about like, before you reach out to somebody, develop your, eleva your elevator pitch, develop your why statement. What, what's your impact? Because Brian's a recruiter. He's going to get thousands of messages in a week. You only get 30 seconds of his time. And so if you already have that elevator um, pitch, you have your why statement of impact, He's going to be like, okay, this person came ready. Let me entertain them with my time. Let me engage with them. Awesome. But don't, but don't feel like you, um, you're entitled to it though. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, because you, you're you your own marketer, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to wear many hats. And so you have to put on your marketing hat and you have to really promote yourself. I wish people had the, everybody had the confidence to walk into the room and to really promote who they are and themselves. And uh, I, I think LinkedIn is great. And so like personally, you know, I post a lot of things that I participate in or things that I do or and things like that. And people need to start doing that as well. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, speaking at an event, post something. If you're doing a podcast, you know, you can yeah. post that on your, your, your LinkedIn page because recruiters and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, recruiters look at your LinkedIn page to see what your skills are, what you've done. And not only that, like people who are your hiring manager and other people who are going to work on you with you on your team, they will go and look at your LinkedIn page too, before you even walk in the door and they know a story about yourself. So control your own narrative and tell your own story. Exactly. Right. Right. Lots of great points here. Um, so as we think about what you know, started with Brian and, and moved on through the rest of our guests, that we're looking at branding ourselves using a tool that's intended to set us up to do what Kiki was saying, you know, come into a room that you're uh, virtually come into a space and really be able to tell your story. Who am I? How did I get here? What do I want? But then targeting those positions that you really want. Because again, we're looking at how do I go after those roles that I really want? You also use this as a tool to connect, connect you with the right people, but make sure that it tells your story. That is just not that selfie of me out in the park somewhere, but you know, who am I? What am I looking for? How did I get here? What are the things I've done before? Because um, the people who are looking for, or who, you're up against a big pool of people, right? We talked about there's a lot of folks out there that's competing for these roles, whether it's internally, whether it's mm-hmm. externally. And so you've got to be that one that stands out and you've got to be that one that's going to get a, a Brian uh, McWater's attention, you know, to say, yes, this is the person that I, I really want to move forward within our organization. What are some of the other barriers that exist? You know, we got, we've only got a three, three more minutes, I think. So I really want to just before um, we wrap up, talk about maybe there's some challenges that I may have as I pursue my new role or the role that I want. Uh, what are some of the challenges and how would I, you know, give me a few tips on how to overcome that. I know like for younger leaders, one of the biggest things is imposter syndrome um, for upcoming millennial leaders and even Generation Z as they're coming into the workforce. And it creates a lot of anxiety. Um, I've been there before where you feel like you're you're excelling on the outside, but on the inside, you still feel like you haven't excelled yet as a leader or you feel like, you know, I'm over here, I'm being a leader for all these people, but I don't feel like I have the skills necessary to do it. I'm just, you know, internally you feel that way, but externally you're doing a great job and it it creates a lot of anxiety for people as well to have that imposter syndrome. I think the the way to overcome it is definitely get a mentor to help you build confidence and to reassert those internal feelings about yourself, you know, um, because that's a way to really overcome the internal guilt that you have of not doing that. And I know millennials face it because they're working in a place where there's baby boomer and Gen X leaders, and they feel like they're in those younger positions and things are said where they're not being able to be the leader they want to be. So you have to get somebody who's on your team to help and coach you and, and mentor you and reassort those positive feelings that really that you're doing a great job. You just need to internally match that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, align that. 
Awesome. Thank you for that. Kiki, anything else? Um, you know, what about, you know, those of those who are young people with families and um, some of those become barriers or some of those who are, you know, maybe managing, you know, multiple care opportunities or even health issues. What are some of the things that you guys have any tips for us who may uh, have other priorities that we're having to balance as well as we try to pursue our new roles or our, our own personal goals and professional goals? For me, you know, as a recruiter, there have been times where individuals, candidates that I've spoken to, you know, we go through the whole interview process and they get, we want to bring them on depending on the, on the situation, location of the role, things like that. And then they, then they divulge something, whether it be, you know, they're a caretaker for a family member or they've got a younger family or they may have even have their own health issues themselves in general. Um, and that necessarily doesn't put a, a put them in a bad spot, but it's something I always encourage candidates to tell that up front. That way we can paint that picture for them as a recruiter. I can advocate for them better and better set them up for success within the interview process and the hiring process in general. We can make these accommodations, you know, things like that. So to me, that's really important to do that and tell your story because every story, every person's story matters. That's yeah. awesome. So, so break that up up front, you know, that I'm having, you know, these are, this is my story right now. It's my goals in life, but you know, what is, how does your company or you as a leader, if it's yeah. an individual leader, support those types of things? That's great. Yeah. Um, not being afraid to do that. I think that's the, you know, you know, the fear uh, I'll wait till the last. I don't want to say it. So you've got the imposter syndrome, perhaps, or you've got this fear now of, di of disclosing um, either, you know, some issues that are going on in your life, even some self-identity issues. We don't want to talk about health issues or PSTD or, you mm -hmm. know, TQ, all the things that kind of come with who we are and we bring to the table. Sometimes we don't want to, we want to hide that until you, you bring up a very good point until it's almost at the hiring point. And then it's, we didn't know that. Now, now you haven't you haven't set you up for success. Good point. All right, Katrina. We I know I know our producers are winding us up, so I really <laughs> want to make sure that I give you some time to talk about maybe some ways that we can overcome some barriers. Um, it'll just be twofold. Of course, what Brian was saying. Start asking those culture fit questions. How do they value people? So it's a dating relationship. So whenever you interview with them, they're also interviewing you as well. Yeah. So making sure that they're going to actually support you as an individual. And then the second part is just overcoming rejection. Like I know, like Brian was saying, the market is saturated. It's not you, it's them. Okay. So don't <laughs> allow that to stop you or deteriorate you from moving forward because the market is so saturated, but think about how you can strategically cast your net to the right individuals, to the right stakeholders, to make sure that whenever you do send your um, resume, is going to hit the right people and not just an automated box, you know? I love that culture fit. Yep. And it's not you, it's them because that's the, that's the nature of the business we're in now. And as you're pursuing, you know, we think as we go higher and higher into um, positions and we soaring for excellence, those, that, that, that place is smaller than it was down here. Right. So it becomes more and more challenging the higher up you get this in this pyramid. And so you're going to experience just what you say, Katrina. So those challenges already exist. So I love the culture fit piece as well. So you guys have brought some awesome tips and I hope that our learners have really stopped long enough to say, you know what, I do wanna pursue um, new roles with my profession, outside of my profession, with new organization, within the organization, uh, my own, a lot like Katrina's done. I'm gonna 
jump out here on my own and do my own thing, whatever that looks like. You guys have left us with a great blueprint of tips for us to follow. And so I hope everyone's taking something away. Uh, please check in. I think we'll probably have some notes and tips for you um, at the end of our sessions so that you can really take away some of the key learnings here. Is there anything else we want to leave before we go? Um, and, and, I, and I thank you for your time. But is there any, any last minute things you'd like to say before we, we sign off? Anybody? Just bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. Love it. All right, guys. Thanks again for being here. Kiki, I loved having you in, in the studio with us. Hopefully, Brian and, and Katrina, the next time you join us, you'll join us in the studio because it's always good to, to touch and, and give you a hug. But thanks again for all your time. Good luck to you. I'm betting on each of us uh, and our success. And, and all of our listeners, we uh, thank you for joining in and we're betting on you as well. Okay. Have a good one. We're signing off. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for joining Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC. Essence Learning is your solution to personal and professional development. We partner with our clients to develop a learning strategy that will increase productivity, enhance performance, and align with their purpose and goals. For more information visit us online at essencelearning.net or call us at 1-877-657-5755.